We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the award-winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Thursday, January 18th. And I am Dr. A, Steve Alexander. That is Rick Kamla, the fantasy legend, also known as the freak. Uh, We got a lot to break down, including the big Pascal Siakam trade. Doctor, intros are everything, my brother. Everybody, come on in here. It's the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and uh, and uh, and FanDuel. Um, and so we're excited about uh, about that. Uh, I'm excited uh, to bring some news to you guys that you may or may not know. Um, if you follow at Dr. A, you know this, but Dr. A is going into the FSWA Hall of Fame. This is enormous news. It is way overdue. And Doc is going in, man. Um so uh, have you talked to the – first of all, Doc, congratulations, man. And we texted about this, and I put some stuff out on Twitter about this. I'm super happy for you, man. How's this feel, bro? Uh, it feels good. It feels good, Rick. I feel like you should be there with me. Uh, you probably should have been in before me. You know, I was I was on a Legends podcast yesterday with Brewski and Dan Besbury, and so we were talking about it, and uh, – Dude, I mean, we've we've said it before, but you had a fantasy basketball show on television uh, like 10 years before the big boys were even talking about fantasy on television, you know, ESPN and, and all that. Uh, and it, it really was a huge inspiration in my career. So, um, you know, I, I put it out there on Twitter. We, we got to get Camlin in the Hall of Fame. But as, as far as how it feels, it, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, I've had a kind of a tough year getting laid off at NBC and losing that family that I had for 20 years and all that. Um, so this was a nice, a nice uh, bit of icing on a on a crappy cake <laughs> for my year. And uh, you know, not being verified on Twitter, losing that because Elon took it away and gave it to everybody if they want to pay for it. Uh, that that was kind of painful, but now it's like, oh, I don't care. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Well, Doc, I'm super happy for you, man. Uh, and you'll have this forever. You know what I'm saying? You're in, um, and it's a huge deal. Uh, those of us who've been in the fantasy industry, um, you know, would like to get that nod at some point and be appreciated for the body of work. Um, and I appreciate your kind words, uh, you know, about me and and you know what I've done and and getting me into the Hall and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, I appreciate that, man. So let's give the folks out here and people are already filing in doc, uh, some hall of fame analysis. All right. Uh, from <laughs> you and maybe eventually one day me. Um, so like you said, let's start with the Pascal Siakam trade here and some of the fallout. Uh, let's go to the Toronto side first. They played last night, <laughs> Miami. What was, were they out kicking it until 5.00 AM in Toronto the night before Toronto's a very, very fun city and ball players love the city of Toronto. What was that? How do you get destroyed? by a shorthanded Toronto team. But the big beneficiary here was Gary Trent Jr. Uh, season high, 28 points. Um, get him off waivers right now if you can, because he's been very weird this year and kind of iced out. Schroeder's been more of their 
uh, six man, especially after the uh, RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly trade. But now, shoot, they need uh, Gary Trent to take, I think he was 10 of 13 last night and do this. Um, and Doc, one more thought to kind of launch you into this. Um, we're all kind of looking at that center spot, right? Pirtle is hurt. Pascal Siakam's been traded. Like, who can we bang here, okay? No one. Jonte Porter, Chris Boucher, and Thaddeus Young. It's a wasteland. He, uh, uh, Darko Ryakovich is not going with anybody specifically here. Thaddeus Young is Thaddeus Young's really, Doc, almost never been a good fantasy player. Even when he was starting and playing 30 minutes a game, what did we get, Doc? 11 points, seven rebounds, two assists, close to a block, maybe a steal, 0.83. This guy's never been a good fantasy guy. And he's still pack batting minutes from these younger players. I would love to green like Chris Boucher, Doc, but I can't. I mean, some of the, some of the thoughts that run through my head is why did Chris Boucher's career have to be in Toronto? I mean, just wasted the whole thing. He's 30 now. I, 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 ship has sailed. Shut up. Really he's, he's not 30. Are you kidding me? Is he he's, 30 years old or are you just dude, making that up? No, I think he's 30 years old. He might be. He's pushing 31. Bro, look, I'll look you, it up as you talk here. You're you blowing that my up. mind with that. Uh, Jalen McDaniels gets two minutes for a skeleton crew. Yes, yes. Why is he on the roster? Why are know. you wasting this guy? Just move <laughs> him. Throw him in a deal. Uh, oh, my God. Chris Boucher is 31 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, Doc, I would have said 27. Legit. He, I, I cannot believe he's 31 years old. What is up with that? Wasted he, his entire career sitting behind Nick Nurse. <laughs> uh, is Jonte Porter good at basketball? Like, I, He's Michael's brother. I don't know. She's got that going for him. Dude, I, I, I mean, that's the guy. I, I picked him up in a league. I mean, somebody has to play center for this team. Uh and it looks like it's probably going to be 50-year-old Thaddeus Young. No, he's not really 50, but he's close. Uh, and that was a good call on Boucher, by the way. That was a good call, man. You got me with that one, dude. <laughs> Gary Trent, it, was he not on the trade block two weeks ago? Like He still may be traded, to your and, point. And my thing about these trades, both of them, Indy has all these forwards stacked up on top of each other. And then Toronto still needs bigs because now they all they have is guards. Like, I think both of these teams are still probably looking to make another deal. Um, Toronto, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what they have going on. I, I think, personally, I think Indiana's good. Uh, they got Bruce Brown out. They got their guy, Pascal Siakam. Um, I guess Buddy Heald could be moved out of Indiana here, Doc. Uh, expiring deal. He could be traded before the deadline. Frankly, I would recommend that. Um, Indiana is uh, a very well-built team by Kevin Pritchard. They are beyond deep, guys. They've got third-unit guys that can't find the floor. Jarris Walker, they dusted him off the other night. He was out there making plays. I think that was the blowout loss to Utah, if memory serves. Um, but they've got – Doc's right. they got they got all these guys. Isaiah Look, Jackson. I'm, gonna, I'm an Isaiah OB Jackson guy, okay? I want to see Isaiah Jackson. Doc, all I'm asking for is half the game. Half Jay the game, Smith. 24 minutes. He's going, he's flirting with a double double with two blocks a game in 24 minutes. Um, so, but but this has ripple effects to a lot of, guy, a lot of guys in Indiana, Doc. Um, Ben Matherin, Buddy Heald, Obi Toppin. I think this is horrible news for, for Obi Toppin, right? He was already kind of on that Rick Carlisle yo-yo. You're in starting lineup, you're you're off the bench, and now Siakam has completely bogarted his spot. That's not good news for him. Um, I do think, Doc, this is good news for Aaron Neesmith. Um, look, he's already a Carlisle favorite. They've already paid him. Frankly, Aaron Neesmith's one of my favorite role players in the league. I love the motor. I love the hustle. I love the three and D. Um, he's just kind of got an it factor to him. I'm into it. Okay. Uh, but I think this is this getting Bruce Brown is out is actually good news for Aaron Neesmith, Doc. I think he's going to be the starting three. I don't know who their starting two is going to be. It could be Nebhard. It could be Heald. It could be Matherin. Um, and then one more thought. I, I think this is bad news for Matherin, Doc, because when you had Hallie and you had Turner, a lot of nights he could be that Robin. He could be that second guy. Now Siakam is definitely going to be the Robin. And now you're trying to be the Alfred. And I don't know, like, like I, I see him flirting more with 15 than I do him flirting with 20 going forward here. So your thoughts on the Pacers side of this? Well, I, I think the key for me with Neesmith 
are the words you said. He's a role player. Uh, I'm not expecting big fantasy numbers from Neesmith. I do think he'll be a big role player for a very good team uh, that's trying to win right now, obviously. Like, they are not bringing Siakam in as a rental. They're going to sign him. This is real. He wants to play with Ty Halliburton. I mean, who doesn't want to play with Ty Halliburton? Who can't play with Ty Halliburton? Uh, speaking of which, Ty Halliburton supposedly is going to play against the Kings tonight. Uh, he was supposed to be out for almost another week. So that's exciting. Uh, I think it's bad news for Matherin. It's bad news for Obi Toppin. It's bad news for Jalen Smith. It's bad news for Isaiah Jackson. All those guys. Uh, you know, Buddy Heald has been rumored to be all but out of Indy all year. He's still hanging around. He may be starting at shooting guard. We don't know yet. Uh, I'm hanging on to Heald right now. Uh, Neesmith is probably worth a look. I have Matherin on a couple teams. I'm probably going to hang on to him for a minute, see what shakes out. Uh, but, man, uh, Rick Carlisle has a lot of toys to play with in the garage. And he is not afraid to push all kinds of different buttons on any night. Okay, He is not worried about hurting your feelings. He does not care. He wants to win. Uh, and he's an OG that way. We're the OGs, Rick Kamla and Steve Alexander on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by uh, Underdog and also FanDuel. Uh, you want to tell the people a little something-something? Tackle millions in prizes, all playoffs long, and FanDuel Fantasy Contests. If you're new to fantasy, there's no better time to get in on the action because right now new customers get a 100% deposit matchup to $100 at FanDuel. Playing fantasy for huge cast prizes on FanDuel is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup, watch your team, move up the leaderboard. Plus on FanDuel, you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single game contests, season-long best ball contests, beginner-only contests, which are great for learning the ropes and more. And when you win, you get paid instantly. It's true. So kick off uh, this football playoff season with 100% deposit matchup to $100. Go to FanDuel.com to start playing for huge cash prizes today. Or you can do like I do, Rick. It's me and three of my boys. We play for two bucks every night. Uh, we we send out uh, the link every day at like noon, and then we build our team throughout the day, and then we, we go at it for a $7.20 prize or something. And then on Fridays, which today is, it's very special because – we do $5 Fridays, so there's big money on the line on Fridays. I understand. I like it. Uh, you're, you're making a, a game out of the game. Uh, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. All right, so, Doc, let's move on here and talk about um, my new favorite player in the NBA. Uh, his name is G.G. Jackson II, and it's really wordy and clunky. I think we can just go G.G. at this point, and everybody knows. Uh, shout out to G.G. up in heaven, my mom. Uh, but we're talking about G.G. Jackson right here. Um, he plays basketball today, people. I'm stoked about this. He has given me reason to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant gave me reason to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. And then John Morant went back out, and I then went from not having a reason to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. And now I have a reason to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. G.G. Jackson, is he a thing? I believe he is. Last two games, uh, the MLK Day game, um, Against Golden State, 23 points, six boards, one assist, um, two blocks, two steals, five threes. Uh, what? Nine in the fantasy gold? Are you kidding me? This is like we have struck gold here. Uh, the New York Knicks, the game before, he hit him for 26 and one, two blocks, no steals, and two threes. My man has 13 uh, elements of fantasy gold here with the threes, the blocks, the steals. In two games, okay? Check this out, guys. It's because you're like, well, it's a fluke. It's a one-hit wonder. Let's dig a little deeper here. Let's go to the G League, okay? He played six games in the G League. The Memphis Hustle, whatever the hell their name is. Uh, <laughs> six games, Doc. He went 19, 8, and 2, 1 and 1 in the blocks and steals, and 1.53s. All right? So we've got, like, what in fantasy baseball, Doc, all right, I'm big on, on your minor league track record, your, your foreign international track record, right? Because you got a, a hitter come up, he's got a few home runs, and, you know, he's sizzling, and so, is it real? Like, is this guy good? Like, what, you got to go to the back of the baseball card, and if I see that this guy was a macho in the minors and cranking 28 homers, 32 home runs, 24 home runs, 18 home runs, all right, this guy's a basher. Boom, I pick him up. 
So that's why the G League stats matter here. Um, he was the top player in high school. Uh, they were saying on the on the uh, TNT broadcast the other night. And Doc, I want to take you into to my scouting lab here. Um, I know a million dollar uh, I know a million dollar stroke when I see a million dollar stroke. Okay, when I saw Jordan Hawkins, <clears throat> it was tough last year with UConn, right? But when I saw him in the preseason with New Orleans and even in bad shooting games, Doc, I was like, that guy could shoot. That guy's a born shooter right there. That guy's got a million dollar stroke. And watching Gigi play here in two games, the Nick game and the, the dub game, he's got a million-dollar stroke. The ball just feathers off his hand and pours into the rim, man. He's got great size, Doc, six foot nine, 215 pounds. That's perfect power forward size in today's game. I think he's a must pick up here, Doc. Talk to the people. I mean, he was picked up so fast on MLK Day that I didn't even get a chance at him in, in my leagues. Um my buddy Mark from Explosions in the Sky picked him up after I, I think it, it like halftime of that game on Monday because Gigi was balling out. He looked good, and then his interview with the TNT guys after the next game was super fun. And as as Yuri and I said in Tuesday's podcast, he was just cute, uh, like just a good dude, you know, just a a young nineteen year old kid that can't really believe what's happening to him right now. And I, I wish he wasn't a two-way player. I wish he was a full-time Grizz. But look, Stephen Adams, gone. Desmond Bain, gone. John Morant, gone. Marcus Smart, gone. Guess what that means? Gigi Allen, Vince Williams, my guy. Those two guys should be rostered everywhere possible uh, in every league imaginable right now. Um. So I agree with that. Here, here's the thing. And, and Doc, you know this. Teams, a lot of times... Uh, they they have a guy in a two way contract and they're like um yeah okay boom and they they may they take him up to a standard contract and to do that you got to cut somebody and you got to make roster moves and all this kind of stuff but um I believe Gigi Jackson is going to get to the point where they're like yeah this Memphis hustle thing no 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 Let, let's groom this guy and develop this guy um I'll tell you what if they do send him down uh, for a minor league stint with uh the the hustle down there in Memphis uh, I will be screaming about it here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast just make his contract standard it happens all the time you see uh so and so contract upgraded to a standard contract off the two way happens all the time all right Well uh, it's a perfect storm too because Memphis is not going to make the playoffs like it's it's over Bane's gone for 6 weeks Jaw's gone uh, it's over. Bring him in. JJJ's going to get shut down now, too, don't you think? I, I'm i very worried about Triple J. And, and Yuri said Tuesday she traded him for Brooke Lopez, and she was fired up about it. And I was like, Triple J for Brooke Lopez just doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. But it, it is kind of right. And she got and she got Brooke, she right? She got Lopez. Well, he's going to be playing it out. And Triple J, I mean, he's one. Ooh, my back, it hurts. Okay, exactly. go sit down for a month. <laughs> exactly. That Doc hit it on the head, man. That's, the, that's, why, that's why Gigi's a thing. Exactly what Doc said. Like, if they had Moran, if they, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Guys, the Grizzlies are a barren wasteland of, like, top-end talent. But a fertile ground for fantasy goodies. Doc, I'll tell you right now, um, I want to see more minutes for Jacob Gilliard, um, their point guard, man. He's got the most steals in the history of college basketball. This guy's a little Muggsy Bogues out there, man. He's a great dime guy, um, not a great shooter. And, you know, he's like an eight, nine, 10 point per game guy if he got the minutes. But um, I'm really curious to see, because I thought he was going to start that game the other day and they started Kennard and they kind of went Zaire Williams and they kind of went positionless. I was like, this is a buzzkill. Um, I had him in my lineup in the Cam Dynasty, and I just picked Gilliard back up because it's a light night tonight. So Gilliard will be in my uh, lineup tonight for the Cam Dynasty, um, and I'm hoping he goes back into the starting lineup. I mean, 28 minutes a game. This guy's going to flirt with a double-double and give you like one, three, and like two or three steals if he gets 28 minutes. Keep your eye on Gilliard. He's not like pounce on him right now, but just to give you an idea – um, you know, these are the guys you need to be looking at because of the available uh, playing time there. Um, and I got to give you Dap on Vince Williams, uh, Doc. I do. Uh, last two games, he's gone 24, 7, and 4, three stocks, three threes, 17, 8, and 8, three stocks, one three. Um, and, and watching him more, Doc, over the last week, he's got some skills, man. He's got some dog to his game. 
Um, he's got some versatility to his game. He dimes, he rebounds, he comes up with defensive plays. Uh, that was a good find by you, dude. Well, and the difference between Memphis and Toronto is they both have these skeleton crews out there. But in Memphis, Gilliard, Santi Aldama, Xavier Good Tillman, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Vince Williams, Gigi Jackson. I, I keep wanting to call him Gigi Allen, the guy that did all the crazy stuff on a, on a punk rock stage, like gross stuff. But Gigi Jackson. Anyway. Uh, Who the hell is Gigi Allen? I'm a rock guy. I've never heard of Gigi Allen. What, what are we doing here? Look it up, dude. You'll, you'll be like, whoa, this dude's crazy. Gigi Allen was nuts. Uh, anyway, in Memphis, there is a lot of lot of gems you can mine. Uh, like picking up Gilliard right now, I don't think it's a bad idea. And I, I, I like the fact you picked him up because he plays tonight. But if he balls out tonight, you're probably not going to cut it. Bingo. Uh, because – there's no one left to play in Memphis except Triple J. And he's one, ooh, I hurt my finger away from, from being out for a while. So um, I, I like, I, I'm thinking about picking all those grizz, grizzlies up, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, it feels weird, right? Um, you don't really know that much about them, but it's all about playing time, man. And you fantasy heads know that. It is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Rick Kamla and Hall of Famer Steve Alexander, uh, brought to you by Underdog and FanDuel. Uh, let's shout out to Jonte Murray right here, Doc. Hit a buzzer beater last night against the Magic, my Orlando Magic. Uh, Paula Bancaro, 
hit a ballsy three ball to tie the game. I'm like, yeah. And, uh, and then DeJounte Murray had other ideas um, uh, against Markel Fultz. Good defense, a little pullback, uh, uh, left elbow extended jumper, whap, place goes crazy. Uh, magic bummed out. Um, and he uh, just gifted the Hawks on his way out of Atlanta with that buzzer beating win. Last night, 26-5-5, and five, two steals, one three, 11-18, vintage DeJounte Murray line. Several teams have been mentioned for Murray in trade rumors, Doc, the Knicks, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Spurs. Um, and so talk to me about Atlanta, all right, and Hawks fans. Are they bummed that DeJounte, literally the, the Windhorsts and the Woges, they're like, he is gone. He absolutely will be traded at the deadline, okay? So the sweepstakes are kind of on. They're way on. So how's Atlanta feeling about DeJounte Murray being moved after about 18 months ago, you guys gave up four first-round picks to get him in Atlanta. Remember when the Braves got the Upton brothers and everybody was like, Upton here, Upton. Yes. Uh, and everybody was fired up, and then we're like, uh, BJ's not very good. This, is, <laughs> this, this, this isn't really working out. And, and Justin would give you a hot month and then go ice cold for the next six weeks and have like two homers. So we're kind of in the same boat with DeJounte and Trey, except DeJounte is a really good player. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's 10 other teams that you didn't mention who are calling the Hawks about DeJounte. In, in fact, every team in the league is probably calling the Hawks about DeJounte. And I just look at it as it was a failed experiment. You know, Trey got hounded so hard in the playoffs two years ago. And we're like, we need somebody else Trey can give the ball to when he's got double or triple team. DeJounte seemed like a good fit, seemed like it might work. Like, let's see what happens putting two point guards together. Some nights it worked, some nights it didn't. I think it really uh, took away from what Trey does. Trey needs the ball in his hands. Um, so I think getting DeJounte out of Atlanta is going to be good for Trey. It's going to be good for Jalen Johnson, man. I, I cannot wait for second half Jalen Johnson in the Hawks this year. Um I don't know that anybody's bummed about it. And the thing is, DeJounte is a good enough name and a good enough player that they should be able to get one or two studs back for him. So I, it, that trade is very exciting. It should be very exciting for Atlanta. I think it really opens up the door for Atlanta to get good. Um, I think that's an incredibly optimistic way of looking at this in terms of the reality and Atlanta hitting a heater and being good at, you know, I, Doc, I am. I'm out. I'm out. And you know that I have cockad. You know that I have taken my fam to State Farm and watched the Hawks and kind of low-key sort of kind of cheered for the Hawks. Trey Young has turned me off on the Hawks, Doc. Trey Young has turned me off. Um, he's not mentally tough. Uh, we have problems with coaches. Uh, I mean, how long until there's a, a butting of a head with uh, Quinn Snyder? Um, at the end of games, you know this, Doc. It's the Trey Young show, no matter what takes all kinds of bad shots, doesn't share the rock, doesn't utilize Bogey or uh, DeJounte or Jalen. It's just him coming downhill, you know, 10 eyes on him, and you're going to live and die with like a 37% shot. From the logo. Okay, I mean, that's <laughs> that's cool. He makes it every once in a while. He's not even like knocked down. Um, anyway, so I, I just, I got a Trey Young issue, man. I don't think you can win big with him. I, I don't, Doc. And so... You know, they trade to Jante, they bring this guy in, they get picks, they do this. I just, as long as Trey Young is your top guy, and as long as that top guy insists, Trey Young's more about his stats than he is about uh, winning to me, Doc. Um, because if you were more about winning, you would sacrifice your stats to win. That's what sacrifice looks like. Look at Boston, guys. They're all down. Every one of them. KP is down. Tatum is down. Brown is down. White, kind of not. But Drew Holiday's stats have fallen off the table. Al Horford's stats have fallen off the table. Is anybody complaining? No. They have the best record in the NBA. That's what sacrifice looks like. That's what winning looks like. So I just, a random take right there, Doc, but I, I don't have hope or optimism for this Hawks team, even if they, like, win a DeJounte trade. Well, uh, it's funny that you call me out, not call me out, but give me props for my positive outlook on this because around my town that I live in, I'm known as a Trey hater because I'm still mad at the Hawks for, for drafting Luca and trading him for Trey. Like I'm still, I'll never get over that as long as I live. Uh, and I'm still not over it and I'm still mad about it, but 
you know, at least with Trey and Jalen Jackson and a Conwu as a foundation, you trade DeJounte, you get a couple, couple kind of stud guys back. At least, you know, people who are Atlanta Hawks fans will have something to cheer for. All right, Doc, I uh, hope that works out for you guys. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, DeJounte, oh, by the way, uh, Doc, I want to see him go to San Antonio. Right, the the year uh, before he was traded to Atlanta, he was an All Star. I think I, I don't know, like twenty two eight and nine, two steals per game. Like tilted the machine statistically, had a bunch of triple doubles, and I I would like to see. Um, obviously, Trey Jones is not a starting point guard in this league, right? He's a backup, a good backup point guard. He's not a starting point guard. Bring back Dejounte, um, please, for the love of God, find some minutes and find a role for Keldon Johnson, and maybe they got to send Keldon Johnson to Atlanta in a deal for DeJounte Murray. And I know Atlanta already has a lot of Keldon Johnsons, but Keldon Johnson is dying on the vine off the Spurs bench right now. Um, I want to see uh, DeJounte go to San Antonio, Doc. How are you feeling about that? Would you rather see him in L.A.? Would you rather see him with the Knicks? Is he welcomed back in San Antonio? I don't I don't know how that – I don't know what, what terms he left on. Uh, he's kind of a cocky guy. You know, DeJounte, DeJounte feels DeJounte. Um so I don't know if he's welcome back there, but I mean, to, to watch DeJounte and Wimby play together would be super fun. By the way, last time Wimby sat out, which is happening tomorrow night on Friday, he's not going to play because he's still not playing in back-to-backs because Greg Popovich hates me. Uh, but the last time Wimby didn't play, Keldon had 26, and I think Trey Jones had 30. Trey Jones has had 11 assists and 9 assists, I think, his last couple games. Uh, no, he had nine rebounds and one. He had 11 assists and another. Like, Trey Jones is still treading water and hanging around in fantasy circles out there. But I kind of want to see DeJounte go to the Lakers and play with LeBron and AD. I think that would be an excellent place for him to be. It would uh, take some of the pressure LeBron having to bring the ball up. It would solve the D'Angelo problem. I'm sure D'Angelo would get moved in that deal. Uh, I kind of want to see... LeBron and AD play with DeJounte. Um, I like it. I mean, that would be uh, – that would really be – I like, if DeJounte went to the Knicks, I'd be like, all right, you already got a lot of guys like that. If DeJounte went to the Lakers, I'd be like, whoa, that is a paradigm-shifting move in the West. Um, and, you know, obviously, if he goes to San Antonio, it's more, like, selfish for us, the fantasy freaks, um, because he's not going to help San Antonio win right away, and he's just going to be getting really good stats. Um, on this uh, downtrodden team. All right, it's Rick Kamla. It's Hall of Famer Steve Alexander. We are the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog and FanDuel. And, Doc, let's talk Malcolm Brogdon here. The people need to go out and pick him up immediately, okay? I, I see you put in a note here, 64% rostered on Yahoo. Shame on you. Like, he's not a guy you drop, especially on this team with the ins and the outs and the prospect of maybe being traded to a team where he's going to get 24 to 30 minutes a game. I, I, I've hold, I've held him, Doc, in my leagues, and I would have recommended people to hold him. Okay, anyway, so Shaden Sharp now is out at least two weeks with a lower abdominal strain, which has me thinking, if we ever see him again this year, okay. Brogdon started over Scoot Henderson last night, which I don't understand. I, I think Scoot needs to start every game at point guard right now for Portland. Okay, whatever. He started Brogdon. He went 16-5-6. and six. One steal, two threes, six of 12 from the field in 30 minutes. Very typical Malcolm Brogdon line. Um, You know, I mean, just efficient. We're getting some threes. We get one steal. He ain't going to give you two steals. He's not. He'll give you one, okay? And he's going to be good with the uh, with the PRA as well. Um, And more good news for Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, uh, sucks for Matisse Thibel, but he left with an ankle last night, did not return, and he played 20 minutes last night. So that probably – um, ensures minutes for Malcolm Brogdon even more. I think the people need to go out and get him right now, Doc. Well, 61%, uh, well, 64% rostered. That means if you're in a competitive league, he's probably gone. Um, if you're in a 10-team league, he might be sitting out there. If you're in a league where people aren't really paying attention, he might be out there. But yeah, Brogdon should be rostered everywhere uh, until he gets hurt again. You know, he's kind of famous for being injured, and it's he he's been healthy here for a minute. So a little nervous about that, but uh, yeah, Portland, poor Portland, man, they're, they're the star power is gone. They play late at night. They're not on TV. 
you don't really even know what's happening. I'm DeAndre Ayton plays for them. Does he though? Will we ever see DeAndre Ayton again? Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. DeAndre did you hear, did you hear about did you hear about the reason for his DNP last night, Doc? I heard that he was cleared to play. I put him in my lineup, took him off the IL, and then I heard that he was catching a lot of heat for the decision. I assume he just said he didn't he wasn't ready. No. DeAndre Ayton, okay, there was a snowstorm and icy and all this kind of stuff. Apparently, the roads around his home or his driveway was too iced over for him to make the game, okay? So, Doc, this is up there with some of the weirdest DNPs of all time. And I've been playing fantasy so long, and so is Doc. I remember a Derek Coleman DNP back in the 1990s, okay, with general soreness. And they do that now which is lame, but like back in the day, they didn't do that, but they put general soreness. And I, I just howled about that. Like, and Derek Coleman was oft injured and not in great shape, but a hell of a player. There was another one, doc Marcus Camby one night in his hotel slept wrong on his back, wrenched his back. And and we know Marcus Camby was a DNP waiting to happen throughout his career, right? He was fool's gold all the way. When he played, you're like, Oh my God, 12 points, 18 rebounds, four blocks, three steals. Oh my God, Marcus Camby. And then he'd miss the next two months, right? Um, and, and this DNP doc is up there with the greatest and weirdest DNPs of all time. This is what, the DeAndre Ayton, the dog ate my homework excuse. What about the time Pasquale Perez drove around 285 for three hours, couldn't find the exit to the stadium and missed the start for the Braves? <laughs> uh, that was That was a pretty good one. But yeah, dude, I mean, I live in the woods. You've been down my driveway. If, if my driveway ice is over, I, I'm not getting a car out of out of this driveway. It's just not happening. I'm, I'm not getting the trash can up to the street, right, without ice skates or golf cleats or something that will dig in to some ice. <laughs> but you know what I could do? I could hike my ass up the hill. I could get to the street. I could go to my neighbor's house who's got a four-wheel drive truck and go, Look, bro, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I got to be in Atlanta in in two hours. Can you get me there? And and I would find a way to get there. That Thank that's you. me. Or I would I'd like be you there. said, you hike. He's an athlete, right? Okay, it's a little bit more cardio for you. You hike maybe a mile, maybe to a gas station or whatever. Maybe you have a convenience store up at the corner of your little neighborhood. Bloop, Uber. They will come and get you, and they will take you to the game. How about this, Doc? He is a max player, NBA player. How about you just call the team and go, yo, send somebody out to a meeting point and or, hike to that spot and play the game. DeAndre, or, I am so out on DeAndre Ayton, Doc, and I regret ever being in on DeAndre Ayton. Or, oh my God, a, a snowstorm's coming and I have the worst driveway in the history of driveways I'm going to go stay at the Holiday Inn Express tonight. Thank you. So that I make sure I don't miss this freaking basketball game that everyone in this city has been waiting for me to show up to for the last four weeks. Like, no, it's just, it's, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of that, uh, my, my boss at uh, 929 The Game in Atlanta, when I did local radio in Atlanta, Terry Fox, the great Terry Fox, Doc. He would. He did what you just said right there. And by the way, this created quite the party in downtown Atlanta. Okay, so he would bring all of the shows into a hotel that in Atlanta, right? So you know the weather's coming. You know it's going to shut down the city, and uh, it doesn't last long. But you got to prepare for it, right? So th these like blizzard and stormy Atlanta situations. He would put me up at the W, and uh, and all of us at the W. Get where were we, Doc? We were all at the bar at the W, cranking. And we were not prepping on our show the next day. Okay, so he, he Doc is right. There's I, and I'm I I can't wait to see what Antonio Daniel says about this today on Give and Go because we're we're going to talk about this. Like you got to try to find a way to make this basketball. And I know they suck and all this kind of stuff. This is your job, man. This it, this is just a complete uh, lack of responsibility, in my opinion. Come on, everybody sees the weather coming a mile away. Um, all right, uh, Doc, let's get into uh, uh, Jade and Ivy here and kind of pay off the conversations we've had a little bit. This is what we've been talking about, people, okay? Last night against Ant-Man and the Wolves, 32-4-6. and six. Over the last five games, 23-5-6, and 1-1 one and one in the blocks and steals, just like Wade, okay? You're saying, Wade, 
Yeah, Wade, okay? Donovan Mitchell and Dwayne Wade were the cops for me and others uh, for Jaden Ivey when he came out of college in Purdue and he was a player of the year candidate. Doc, here it is. This is what it is. And will he have six times a game when Kate Cunningham returns? I don't know about that, but I do know this. He is at least 17, five and five with appropriate minutes, at least. Yeah, and it, I'm, it's sad that it took Cade Cunningham going down for Jaden Ivey to finally be freed, but at least Jaden Ivey is back. And he, he's awesome. he, he looks great. Like you said, he's an elite scorer. He's an elite athlete. He's an elite basketball player. He needs to be in there playing. Um, so, yeah, I, I could not be happier about it. And if you have Jaden Ivey or if somebody dropped him and you picked him up, you got a free gift off the waiver wire. And before I get into my next point, Rick, uh, underdog fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick them contests. If you haven't tried underdog yet, new underdog users receive a first time deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars and a free six month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Rick, speaking of Jaden Ivey, speaking of the Pistons, I had a five-leg underdog parlay last night. All right? I had Jalen Duran going off. He hit. I had Osser Thompson, who suddenly is kind of relevant again. I had him scoring like eight points. He did it. I had uh, Anthony Edwards balling out. He hit. I had Jaden Ivey balling out. He hit. All I need is a fourth quarter bucket from, or a second half of the fourth quarter bucket from Alec Burks. Burks got hot, banged a couple shots. I'm sitting here watching this. I'm like, I need two points. Two points. And uh, he hits a three, right? I'm like, there it is. And they're like, whoop, whoop, blow the whistle, wave it off. Somebody got fouled. Bohan Bogdanovich got hit in the face. As Ivy was shooting it, they wave off the three, give the Pistons the ball. Next possession, Alec Burks fouled, shooting. Review it. Overruled. Take his free throws away. And then he gets pulled out of the game, and I lose by, by a point. Uh, just a buzz, just, a, just an underdog buzzkill. But it was still fun. It kept me in the game. I lost a dollar. Who cares? Um, yeah, well, a dollar that that's a that's a sad, bad beat story right there, though. I mean, you just needed two points from Alec Burks. Um, I started him last night uh, in the Cam Dynasty and I looked at the line like in the first half. I wasn't watching Minnesota Detroit. I had other games on um, it's Minnesota Detroit. And, uh, and and I like I'm th- and I'm checking the scoreboard in the second half and it's just stuck on 12 points like the whole game. It was uh, frustrating, but clearly not as frustrating what you just dealt with right there. Um, another payoff here. OG Ananobi is who we thought he was. They are who we thought they were. Dennis Green style, right? OG Ananobi is officially back. The Knicks are seven and two in the nine games with OG Ananobi, by the way. He's going 15, five and one. Standard. It's what you expect. Um, 50, 41, 89. He's almost a 50, 40, 90 guy. And for me, it's all about, uh, the, <clears throat> pardon me, Doc the return of the defense, right? That's why we like OG Ananobi. In Toronto, half of a block per game. In New York, one block per game. Uh, in Toronto, one steal per game. In New York, 1.3 steals per game. And I think that number is going to go up a little bit here, Doc. So um, just to pay that off. And then one more thing uh, here before we go to the uh, uh, to, to the people and start answering their questions. Um, I, I want to make a point here about Jordan Hawkins of the New Orleans Pelicans. I think he should be picked up immediately. Um, Hawkins won their game at Saturday, pardon me, on Saturday at Dallas, won the game. This was the second of a brutal back-to-back. They rested Zion and CJ and BI and Hawkins is like, cool. Back in the rotation. Whap, 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 whap. 34 points, career high, six threes. Okay. And I talked to a little birdie who told me that, uh, because of that game, now the Pelicans don't have a chance, uh, don't have a choice. And Willie Green doesn't have a choice and not playing Jordan Hawkins because he was balling when guys were hurt. And then, got you know, Trey uh, Murphy and Jose Alvarado, they came back and uh, Jordan Hawkins went to the bench. 
Um, and so I've been told that that's not going to be the case anymore, that, that literally his shooting is so good that they can't keep him off the floor. So over the last three games, um, and you're not going to find that, like that's that's proprietary intel right there, okay? So use it and, um, and, and go here and, and pick up Jordan Hawkins. Um, last three games, his minutes have gone 37, 21, 24, and all he needs is half the game, guys. Uh, he has 13 threes over those three games, four steals over those three games, and his points have gone 34, 9, 21. He's an elite shooter. We talked about guys with the million-dollar stroke. This guy clearly has that, and so I think he is a must-add off the waiver wire. Doc, where are you at with Jordan Hawkins, a.k.a. Hawk? Well, I'll tell you what. He played two minutes against Denver um, four games ago, and then he played 37 minutes that day that New Orleans rested everybody. Ingram, McCollum, Zion, all out. He balled out in those 37 minutes. Uh, then he played 20, 21 minutes against Dallas, had nine points. Then he played 24 minutes last night against Charlotte, played well. That was also kind of a blowout. So when when he had that big game with all the big, big three out, I wrote about it, and I was like, there's no need to go pick Hawkins up. Um but I will tell you this, having here sat and talked to you right now, talking about your little birdie. I mean, obviously, you know something. Um, somebody in the, connected to the league or connected to the Pelicans has told you something. You're an OG. You're a fantasy legend. If you're saying that he's going to replace these guys in the rotation, I believe it. And I'm with you. He's 4% rostered in Yahoo, which means he's probably 2% at ESPN. Like, he's available everywhere. I think you guys should probably run out and pick up Jordan Hawkins right now because I have a feeling this is the start of a hot streak, uh, especially given that he, that two-minute game is now three games in the rearview mirror, and he's had three in a row where he's been uh, seeing mean, meaningful minutes. And, Rick, before we go to the people, um, can we talk about Osaire real quick, Osaire Thompson? You're on mute. Uh so Osser, um, his last three games, four points, eight boards, 14 points, eight boards, seven points, nine boards, 22 minutes and 27 minutes in his last two games. He's somehow still rostered in 44% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, you know, Yuri and I were talking on Tuesday. She's like, no, I can't. I'm trying to win my fantasy league. I can't have Osser Thompson anchoring the thing down. I can't afford to roster him as a luxury stash uh, because Detroit's never going to turn him loose. The 22 and 27 minutes are a little bit encouraging, but we got to remember Cade's not back yet. Like, would you pick up Osir Thompson on a flyer right now, or are you focused more? I mean, you'd rather roll with Jacob Gilliard, I assume. Nah, I don't know about that. I, I would rather rock uh, a Malcolm Brogdon or a Jordan Hawkins. Uh, I, I would rather go that route. Doc, you know, I am obsessed with threes and, and defense. I'm obsessed. And uh, Osar Thompson brings the D. He brings no threes. Um, that's a problem. I, I, I usually, I almost always don't do business with wings who don't bang threes. So ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, guys like that. They're just not on my list. They, they don't hit threes. They're, they're dead to me. Um, and, and so that's just, that's just a rule that I have because I'm going to have bigs that don't hit threes for me. Okay. That's fine. But I can't have wings that don't hit threes for me. I feel like I'm in arrears at that point. All right. I'm cool with that. I, I just think I, this is a Dr. A walk. Do not run to the waiver wire and just keep an eye on a Sarah Thompson <laughs> in case this becomes a trend. That's all I'm saying. Um, you were talking about, uh, who, who did you cite a minute ago? Um, that was talking about Osar. Uh, Yuri. Uh, I like Yuri's analysis on that a lot because I agree with Yuri. I, I really question whether they're going to turn him loose um, this year. And I love Osar Thompson. I think he should be playing 30 minutes a game, but Monty Williams has other ideas. So, Doc, you want to uh, you, you want to uh, go here and pull up some comments? Let's get into this, man. There's James Chan. Got to offer Jimmy Butler for my JJJ, Jared Jackson Jr. Well, that is... <laughs> Is. This is a pick your poison right here. I, Jimmy <laughs> Butler with the missed games drives me crazy, Doc. But JJJ is probably going to get shut down. Um, I, if this was a dynasty, it's a hell no because Jimmy's uh, like mid-30s. 
Um, but I, I would do this in a redraft, Doc, because, look, Miami's going to be um, in a very competitive spot down the stretch, right? They're going to try to be get to that four spot so they have home court advantage in the first round. And, you know, there's only like a two-game separation from four to seven, so trying to stay out of the play-in tournament. So Miami's going to be going for it and playing down the stretch as long as he's healthy. I would do that. I would bang that. Um, I would trade Jared Jackson Jr. for whatever I can get right now, but I'd probably – would not be targeting Jimmy Butler. I Good mean, point. having Wimby and watching him miss one game every single week is killing me. Having Jimmy Butler, he missed, what, 11 or 12 in a row and finally came back and played through a toe injury. That toe is probably still jacked up. Oh, he's going to he's gonna miss a game a week. I, I mean, I'm all for moving JJJ right now. I think it's a good idea, but I, I want to do it for someone else. Um, let's find another one here. Rozier and Cam Johnson for Siakam. Yeah, let's put that up there. Uh, Manila, Manila's most wanted wants to know, would you trade Terry Rozier and Cam Johnson to get Siakam? Mm, this one's tough. This one's tough. It does. I like that it brings us back to Siakam in a point that I forgot that I want to make. Um, I think Siakam, he's at 22 right now. I think that may go up to 24. But Siakam, what really makes him special to me is the assists, right? The the PRA combination. And I see the assists coming down for him uh, with, with Indiana. Um, they're, they're very, like, diverse with who handles the ball up in Toronto and uh, run a lot of offense through Pascal, or they did. And, and we know that it's the Halley show in Indiana. So Pascal's probably going to drop down to a three-assist-per-game guy. I don't – you know, last year he was historic. I think it was six-and-a-half assists a game or whatever it was. That's going to dry up, guys. That is not going to be the case here in Indiana. So, I don't know. Rozier's a shutdown candidate in Charlotte. He's also a trade candidate. Um, but if he's traded, his numbers are coming down because, like, it's he's on Charlotte. Well, of course, he's going to take a million shots. If he goes traded, you know, to a good team, he's going to be a role player and not one of the main players. So, there's a lot of downside there with Rozier. Um, you know, Cam Johnson's going to be, Cam, I'm not a big Cam Johnson guy, doc. He hits threes, doesn't bring defense to the table. He's got a lot of mouths to feed to compete with in Brooklyn. I, I kind of don't like either side of this trade. I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, I guess I would turn Rozier and Cam into Siakam. I guess I would do that doc, but, uh, where are you at with that? I would do it. Like you said, Rozier's too much of a shutdown candidate in Charlotte. Cam's just Cam. Siakam, it, Siakam is going to show up in Indy with, the best attitude and the biggest smile on his face. He's going to get paid. He's going to play with Ty. He's going to like Rick Carlisle. I just, I think Siakam, I think the Siakam arrow is pointing up rather than down. And yeah, he's not going to have the ball in his hands as much as he did, but I think that's, that's okay. Um, Neil Q wants to know, this is, this is going to hurt your head, Rick. Uh, would you trade LaMelo Ball and Alperin Shengun for Jokic? Um, he says punting free throws points in threes. You can't do that. <laughs> Neil Q, you can't. Oh my God, I'm in the twilight zone. Neil Q, we play fantasy basketball to win, to win money, to win bragging rights, just to feel good about yourself that you got the win in your league. Okay. Um, we can't, I, I could understand punting like, okay, I got, uh, I, I got a bunch of smalls, right? I'm going to punt um field goal percentage because you know i just got too many smalls they're going to dry okay i'm punting like i understand punting one category i can tell you right now two categories that you cannot punt are points and threes okay <laughs> doc we got to go old school five cap okay um th this is what when when i came up with fantasy basketball back in the day it was not eight cat it was not nine cat it was five cap okay points rebounds assists block steals very simple very that's, basic. that's all that was in the newspaper because <laughs> that's all that was in the newspaper. We didn't know how many threes guys were hitting, okay? Um, and so, all right, that's five cap, okay? So you could punt points in five cap. And I do still like the five cap because it's old school. It's almost like fantasy football without PPR. I love PPR, but okay, like in one league, let's go old school and just yards and touchdowns, right? Just for kicks. Um, but uh, but so you could go, you could punt points. I won a championship in League Freak doing this a, a while ago. Um, funny story, Doc. So uh, I, I punted points and picked up guys like Rondo, Dwight. Uh, not I had Dwight Howard. Picked up a guy like Kendrick Perkins. Um, won the league. So you, when you punt points, 
you're going for blocks, rebounds, uh, pardon me, blocks, steals, uh, rebounds, and assists. A guy like Jason Kidd, guys like Dikembe Mutombo, they were big for that, right? If you got Jason Kidd, you were in it, right? Punt points, and you're good with those other four categories. It was a proven strategy. Doc, there was, do you remember when Joey Crawford threw Tim Duncan out of the game for laughing? Do you remember that? Yes. We all do, right? I won a fantasy championship because of that. Duncan was on the other team. He had like two blocks in the first half. It all came down to blocks. And I picked up Kendrick Perkins um, for a game against Orlando and Dwight Howard. Perk gave me three blocks, Doc. Gave me three blocks and won me that championship off the waiver wire, uh, punting points and winning the chip that way. Uh, But if Tim Duncan had played that whole game, he would have had more blocks and I would have lost. Joey, I literally, uh, if I see Joey Crawford, I'm going to thank him for that fantasy championship. Um, Doc, I know I took us on a little uh, story right there. I hope that people appreciated it. Um, but you can't punt these three categories. Well, Neil Q, Neil Q says he did it last year, and it worked out. He won. But, I, I okay. mean, trying to do that twice in a row would be very, very difficult to do. So I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Punting, punting one category, I get it. Punting two, okay. Once you get three categories and one of them's points, like that's that's difficult to overcome. So the fact you did it last year, Neil, good job. But uh, I don't know. As far as his trade goes, yeah. I would trade Lamelo and Shengun for Jokic. Uh, Jokic is going to play every night. Lamelo, if, if Terry Rozier is a shutdown candidate, so is Lamelo. Um, I love Alpi Shengun though. So, uh, but you know, to get Jokic on your team, you got to give up a lot. I'd do it. I struggle with this, man. I mean, LaMelo and Shen Goon are putting up nutty stat lines, just juicy, nutty, delicious stat lines. And I'm giving up both of those guys. I feel like it's given up too much, Doc. I I, I, I do. I, Yo, I mean, Jokic is phenomenal, but he's not as good as he was last year. The efficiency is down. The uh, assists are down. The defense is down a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. I, it also it, depends on your team build. It depends on who else you already have. Yeah, I mean, if you've got just a, a beyond loaded team where you actually need to make a move like this to consolidate because you're always like not starting studs, okay, maybe you do the consolidation trade. But you know, if if you're not in a league like that, I would I would sit tight. I understand what you're saying about uh, Lamelo's a shutdown candidate, but I, I kind of disagree with that, Doc, because of a couple of things. Steve Clifford is their head coach. Steve Clifford is an old school go for it head coach. Um, and also, he's missed so many damn games. Like, why shut him down? You know what I'm saying? He's already missed a zillion games. Play him. If for nothing else, your home fans. Don't they matter, Doc? Don't the fans matter? The don't fans, your fans in your arena matter? We're just going to show. We're going to rob our fan base of LaMelo Ball of the last month of the season. What? Well, Come on, his, man. His ankles are made of Pringles, dude. So, I mean... He, if he's out there running around, Pringles are amazing, dude. Anything could happen if he's out there running around. Okay, I'm going to put up a very easy question, in my opinion, and then one that's not as easy. You ready? And this is from your favorite guy, Blank Scott Foster. <laughs> Do you want Jimmy Butler or Derek White on your roster for the rest of the season? For me, that is a 100% Derek White answer. 100%. Oh my God. This one, I, let me, uh, I, I know Derek White's numbers probably off the top of my head, but let me just take a quick look here. Let me give you the, uh, the most educated response I possibly can here. Whether you like 15, five and five, one and one. Okay. We're at 16, four and five, 1.1, 1.1, 1.1, uh, 2.63s. Ah, 47, 41, 90. God bless. That's a stat line, man. I can't believe I'm about to tell somebody I would rather have Derek White for the second half of a season than Jimmy Butler. Derek's don't play every day. But too. I'd rather Jimmy's have Derek not. White than Jimmy Butler. Uh, Doc, just the just and Jimmy Butler's a great steal guy, right? But he's not 1.1 blocks per game. And Jim, what is Jimmy Butler? 0.83s? I don't even know what it is. I've given up on Jimmy with the three ball. Um, but 2.63s per game is is nearing elite status. For Derek White. So ironically, Doc, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I would do that. Uh, Jimmy Butler right now is at 0. 0.4. Oh my God. 
All right, th this is a no-brainer. He's at 0.4 blocks. I just told you that. 0.1 <laughs> steals. I'm sorry I'm rolling here. I didn't hear it. Oh, and I nailed it. I literally nailed it. 0.83s from Jimmy Butler. That was a random out-of-my-butt guess, and I got it. 0.83s. boy. Yeah, I, I was just saying I'd rather have Derek White every day of the week. I, I just don't trust Jimmy Butler. I don't. I hate when guys miss games, and he's going to miss. I mean, he's already missed a ton. He's already missed as many games for the season as we thought he would for the entire season. And we're only we're only halfway there. So he's going to play. He's going to miss one game a week. Derek White's going to play every day. Like, to me, that that's just – that's a no-brainer. Uh, Lester says, who am I picking up off the waiver wire? I desperately need a big man. And I'm interested to see what your take is on this because I know Xavier Tillman – is hit or miss with Santi Aldama out there. Wendell Carr Jr. played very well last night against the Hawks. Um, Mason Plumley started over uh, what's his face? The Zubats. Yeah, yeah, she started over Zubats. Well, Zubats is hurt, but the other oh, Tice. Alex Lynn, I think Daniel Tice, I think is the guy. Daniel Tice, that's yeah. who it was. So Mason Plumley's back in play, uh, and then there's Bagley. Who got moved? I don't even. Where did Bagley get moved to? Washington, I, Siberia. He got sent I've, to Siberia. I've blocked Marvin Bagley out of my brain. I don't even know where he is. Or what he is. <laughs> who he played for who on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast? Who are you picking up out of this group, or Mason somebody Plumlee. else? I'm picking up Mason Plumley. You're picking um, up Gigi Jackson. Yeah, I mean, if he's out there, I'd go get Gigi. But he's talking about a big right. Um, and, and Gigi's PF eligible. He is not center eligible, uh, which I think is appropriate. Um, by the way, uh, fan tracks, thank you, uh, for adding PG, uh, to, uh, Austin Reeves. Thank you. I, I really, really appreciate that. He's now PG SG NSF. That was very, very helpful for me, uh, filling out my lineup last night. Thank you. Um, all right. So back to our uh, story here, uh, Mason Plumley. Guys, Mason Plumlee is a solid fantasy player, okay? The other night, he had like 13 points, five rebounds, like three assists, three blocks. Very, very good uh, field goal shooting. Might have made all of his field goals, I think. He's not a good free throw shooter. He doesn't give you threes. Um, it, but, Doc, he is – and he played 28 minutes the other night. He is going to flirt with double-doubles with – like, like here's a here's a Plumlee line. Nine, nine, and three, two blocks, one steal – uh, four of six from the field. Okay. And, and I know I'm going to get that guys Zubats in this breaks my heart. I just traded for Zubats in the cam dynasty and I picked up Mason Plumlee who will now be in his place, but not as good. Um, but I like Mason Plumlee doc. I do. And, uh, Lou trusts him. Um, already I saw in that game the other night, Harden, um, and Plumlee vibing in the pick and roll with the rolls and the lobs to the rim. Um, and put back jams by Mason Plumley. He's healthy, and I think he's the guy out of that group. Uh, every time I think about Mason Plumley, whenever I hear his name, I just this a five assist just kind of pops up because I feel like a couple of years ago, every game he played, he had five assists. Like he's a good passer, really good passer, and he's a good rebounder, and he he holds it down in the middle. I kind of I, I like that too. I'm I'm uh, I'm going to agree with you. We're going back to uh, bleep Scott Foster. Good question. Mikhail Bridges or Jalen Williams, who'd you rather? Hmm. Ah, that's tough, man. Um, probably uh, probably Mikhail. Uh, and I, I need to, uh, to check the three ball line uh, for Jalen Williams because I know he's such a slasher. Um, I love Jalen Williams. I do. Who would I rather have? Oh, I, uh, present and future, that may still be uh, Mikkel Bridges. Um, yeah, we're at 1.43s for Jalen Williams. Uh, that That's a pretty easy Mikkel Bridges for me, Doc. How about you? Um, I think Mikkel Bridges is probably the right answer, but I'm a Jalen Williams guy, so I'm going to say Jalen. But I think fantasy, if you're only looking at the numbers, which is what you should be looking at and not, not like me, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Mikhail Bridges, I think is a better fantasy player, but right now anyway, but I like Jalen Williams. Um, I don't have another one pulled up here. Let's see if we got anything else. We're, but well, we're in an hour, Rick. We got to go. That's it. We're shutting it down. Yeah. Just lastly here, uh, Neil Q says LaMelo badly hurts my field goal and turnovers. 
in my build, though, um, is that is that 20 something vernacular for setting a line? I don't know, Neil Q, I'm messing around with you. Um, I, I get that, oh, man. I just Shengun, Shengun is Jokic light. Know what I'm saying? He doesn't do Jokic, but he's Jokic light. I call him Diet Jokic. And Lamelo, ah, I'm not comfortable with that trade, even with that last little uh, uh, note there from uh, from Neil. Doc, anything else you want to tell the people about before we bid them adieu? Uh, click like, click subscribe. Uh, I'll see you next Tuesday with a, another special guest. I think it's Roth, my old cohort from NBC. And then Rick and I will be back here on Thursday. I think we got uh, – you and I are not involved, but there's an NBA podcast every day of the week on this channel. Somebody in here was complaining that we only talk fantasy for about half the show. It's a basketball show, man. I, I mean, we're going to talk about DeAndre Ayton not getting out of his driveway for 20 minutes if, if we feel like we need to. But we'll also hit the fantasy goodies. We'll do everything else we need to do. I'll, I'll keep uh, – Blowing the the introductions and all that stuff <laughs> because it's fun. Rick, anything you got? Um, it, yeah, I mean we we were here for feedback and all that kind of stuff. But if you think that the OGs aren't talking enough fantasy basketball on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, I would uh, very respectfully and very friendly disagree with that. Okay, <laughs> but we appreciate all of you for. Uh, watching us and giving the comments, and hopefully we're helping you uh, win your league. So for Steve Alexander, the Hall of Famer, a.k.a. Dr. A, I am Rick Campbell. We'll see you next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Be well, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.